Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. And have I got a treat for you. You guys are getting, um, let's call it a world exclusive because it is. Uh, I am giving you the introduction and chapter one of my audiobook, Public Sector Marketing Pro. The hard copy is now out on release, so you can go to Amazon and get your hands on that. The audiobook itself is coming out later this year, but to celebrate the book coming out, to celebrate our Irish Podcast Award, I decided that I would say a big thank you to all of you who have listened and tuned in and given us such good feedback and who continue to show up week after week. And that's why we show up week after week. So sit back, put on the kettle, make a cuppa and have a listen to the introduction and also to chapter one of the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro. Introduction. Leadership in Digital Communications Strategy. Welcome to the post-pandemic age. Now that you have stepped into the shoes of your citizens and become fully-fledged digital communicators, are you ready to take the elevator to the next level? The leadership demonstrated in government and public sector globally in the past two years has been nothing short of transformational. In fact, transformational does not adequately describe the significance of your digital manoeuvres. In the time since the first edition of this book was published, we have lived through a pandemic, and according to Google, digital transformation has been expedited by a decade in two years. We are also witnessing war storytelling on social media from Ukraine. The world is forever changed and communications is ever changing. How are you adapting and evolving? COVID-19 has rewritten the rules of public sector marketing and I felt compelled to bring this book into the post-pandemic age. The first edition has been heralded by readers as an essential guide, helping them navigate public interest messaging online. This second edition reflects on the transformation within government and public sector and addresses the massive shifts and overnight agility when the public health crisis shut down the world. It is reflective but reformist in its approach to the new rules of communications in a digital first world. The authenticity of the stories and lived experiences that you will learn from helped frame the call to action in this edition. I want this book to be the Bible that helps you scale digital communications like never before. This book must find its way into the hands, ears and eyes of non-marketing professionals and managers in all departments of government and public sector. It is time to drive cohesive digital communications to satisfy the Netflix-ized nations where intent meets innovation. In the early days of the pandemic in 2020, I began recording weekly YouTube videos and commenting from the communications sidelines. Part of me wanted to tell the story as it would be told by historians, 
so it felt right to document in-the-moment experiences as I watched how the world responded from a communications perspective. Let's face it, COVID-19 was a novel coronavirus. Nobody had all the answers, but the public demanded them. The focus on news feeds moved from major retail, beauty and corporate brands that heretofore commanded most of our attention on social media to live streams of public health and political leaders providing updates on coronavirus. The eyes of citizens from affected nations were on government and public sector. We looked to them for leadership and answers. It was very clear from the outset that open, transparent and timely public engagement was needed to keep people indoors, effectively locked down in our homes. With more time on our hands, digital age citizens hungry for information doubled their time spent online. Meanwhile, video messaging on Facebook increased by 70% just one month after the world was plunged into a pandemic. CEO Mark Zuckerberg detailed the changing behaviour in a press briefing in March 2020. The speed of the spread of COVID-19 was matched by the acceleration of online messaging, social networking and Google searches as citizens tried to find out every possible detail about this virus. Citizens looked for a diverse range of expert views to help them make up their own minds on how deadly this disease was and how it would ultimately impact their lives. Those experts were legitimate and not. As I write today, we still have states and nations with mass unvaccinated populations. And in the words of the wise World Health Organization, nobody is safe until everybody is safe. The digital communications antidote that saved lives. There is one statement that came to me during those early days of COVID-19 as I watched digital communications leadership from government and public health on my smartphone, casting on my smart TV and listening on my smart speaker. I recorded videos and podcasts and reminded the public and public sector pros that digital communications was saving lives. This statement has stayed with me and it is one that I truly believe deserves highlighting in this book and on every platform I have access to. In the absence of a vaccine, there was only one antidote to COVID-19 and that was effective digital communications whereby citizens heard understood and acted on public health advice disseminated online and in mainstream media. The acceleration of COVID-19 through society was matched only by the agility of science to create life-saving vaccines. But it is also true that the dexterity of decision-making by political leaders and senior public servants in our governments and public health departments led to an almost overnight shift from a mainly traditional communications approach with some digital output to a digital first and in many cases digital only strategy. It was imperative therefore that I updated this book to reflect the engagement of public sector marketing pros and their broader management teams in digital communications in a pressure cooker pandemic world.
The second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro revels in the transformation from traditional to full digital strategy. If digital was part of the communications toolbox pre-COVID, it's now the prerequisite uniform, artillery and defence mechanism to operate in the now. It's likely a third edition of this book will be required as the pandemic slows and the metaverse gains traction. Such is the speed of marketing and communications transformation that we must remain agile in a world where change equals relevance. What can you expect from this edition? All chapters have been updated and reflect the digital landscape in 2022. An explicit leaning to scaling digital communications flows through all chapters. You will also learn lived lessons from pandemic communications from across the world in a chapter dedicated to those experiences. Finally, there is a new lens on advancing technologies and Web 3.0, as well as the new social media disruptor that is TikTok. Data and evidence-based content and graphical depictions of rising and falling incidences of coronavirus, hospitalizations, and deaths dominated the pandemic news cycle as the world battled a pandemic and an infodemic. We will look at the role that big data plays in digital communications as we shift gears in our marketing and messaging. It is clear that now or in the future, there is no greater currency for government and public sector than trust and transparency. It can be lost in misinformation cycles, but it can be won in showing up online as human, authentic and taking accountability. I hope you enjoy reading or listening to this book as much as I have enjoyed writing and recording it. To everyone that has engaged with me on this topic, thank you. Your interactions have inspired the words on these pages. The digital transformation that has taken place in government and public sector agencies over the past two years has reorientated you into well-oiled, digital-first communications engines firing on all multiple digital channels simultaneously. If ever a shake-up was needed, we didn't think it would arrive in the form of a global pandemic. Even technology had to catch up with coronavirus. The knock-on effect was massive in terms of work practices because communications professionals were remote working, as were their colleagues, and previous senior leadership personal bias around the roles of social media, websites and the internet more generally were completely forgotten. Instead, they asked, how do we reach the public and engage them online? I use the terms government and public sector interchangeably throughout this book to reflect all types of bodies that have a government remit. So this includes governments and houses of parliament, government departments, public and civil servants, police forces, politicians and political parties, non-profit agencies, state-funded programmes and economic development agencies, semi-state bodies, charitable organisations, tourism, education, health, defence and other similar organisations that are state 
supported. The public interest, previously dictated by civil and public servants, politicians and policymakers, is increasingly in the hands of the people, those the government and civil service are there to serve. It is therefore incumbent on you to step up and scale digital communication skills across your organisation. This book is an aid to that transformation. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com Chapter 1. Scaling Agile Digital Communications How to scale digital communications in your organisation in a 24-7 mainstream news cycle with infodemic influence. Mainstream media has adapted well to its disruption by social media and search marketing. And its love affair with the public increased during the pandemic as citizens sought out stories and science. All the while, the infodemic of misinformation began to rise to the surface of news feeds as the world became more divided. The parable of this chapter finds its roots in the ever-changing landscape of news, media and the growing prowess of digital content creators. As a former broadcast journalist and a professional that taps into my journalistic toolbox for my everyday work, I am very aware of the changing news landscape and how media ownership is now democratised and in the hands of many. When I reference media, I will be distinct on whether I'm referring to mainstream media, social media, search marketing or social media influencers. The disciplines of public relations and journalism have never been so important. The need to convince, convert and converse is becoming increasingly difficult as we battle content overload, fake news and a fragmented internet. Many PR and marketing pros have embraced digital communications. But how do you transform a whole department or organisation? Being able to pivot so that your traditional communications are agile and fluid in the digital age is not just advantageous, it is absolutely necessary. And we must go a step further. The ownership of messaging no longer lies solely with the PR media or marketing department. It must sit front and centre from its source of truth. The fact is, we need digital communications to become an owned task in each function of government and public sector, driven at the top by the CEO, director or president, led by the communications function and allied by the circle of teams creating content at their desk with a clear understanding that their work needs to live online. Digital communications is everyone's responsibility and subject matter experts need to step up and support the communications function. They can no longer delegate it. You see, the spectre of social commentary is such that by your absence online, you are part of the problem and your presence is very much the solution. The Joe Rogan Effect and Why You Should Care 
The Joe Rogan effect is a phrase I've coined to describe the rise in influence of non-journalists who are tackling issues that are dominating mainstream news media. On New Year's Eve 2021, YouTube removed a video from the Joe Rogan Experience channel. It was an interview with Dr. Robert Malone, who claims that he was part of the team that invented the mRNA vaccine platform. We are all familiar with the term mRNA in a COVID-19 world. But are you aware of Joe Rogan? Well, I was. As a podcaster for many years, Joe Rogan was seen as the one you looked up to in terms of podcasting success. He was the first podcaster to sign an exclusive publishing deal with Spotify in 2020, and his podcasts are among the most listened to in the world. His podcasts are interview-based, and at the time of recording, he has published 1,806 episodes with the controversial one with Dr. Malone appearing as number 1,757. In my view, and as an observer of the changing media and evolving digital landscape, this trend is one to watch in 2022 and beyond, whereby influencers with engaged audiences will continue shaping public opinion and potentially dividing public opinion on critical matters of public health democracy, and other public policy issues. Chaos, clicks, and controversy. Understanding the influence commanded by social media influencers. Chaos, clicks, and controversy. These are the three C's of commercial online appeal. Negativity online spreads faster than positivity. And if you want more clicks, Emotional writing will act like a magnet when the sentiment is driven by hate, criticism, fear, or any other negative emotion. There are six things public sector and government communications professionals need to understand about the rise of social media influence. One, media is a commodity owned by anyone and everyone willing to create content online and traditional media outlets no longer get to control the narrative. Creators are highly sought-after individuals, such as Joe Rogan, and they are building significant influence and attention among their tribe. 2. Understand that influence online can be measured in three ways. By the volume of followers you have and the corresponding performance metrics, such as reach, impressions, interactions, engagement rate, video views, and sentiment. An engaged audience that listens, acts, and advocates for a particular view, service, or product heralded by said influencer. And when your online content becomes the focus of mainstream media. Three, ignore influencers with social share of voice in your space at your peril because that is to ignore the reality of the public's attention. Four, dismiss non-mainstream media voices as irrelevant. This is a dangerous mindset, as you are becoming part of the infodemic problem by not correcting the record or publishing enough counter-argument content to influence public opinion and insight. Five, listen to the public discourse and discover knowledge or information gaps that you can fill. 
and in doing so, be an ally to the audiences that seek out the truth. Six, reframe your communication strategy to reflect the digital era of influence and audit where your gaps are in terms of social listening, influential and authority content, and real-time responsiveness. Digital News Report 2021 and the shift in media consumption and influence. The 2021 Digital News Report conducted by the Reuters Institute in association with the University of Oxford shines a spotlight on why citizens are accessing news on social and who they are interested in listening to and learning from. In the 10th study, 46 countries comprising 92,000 respondents were surveyed about their news consumption habits. One section in particular is worth focusing on. Respondents under the age of 35 were asked who they pay most attention to when using social media as a news source. The findings are striking and worth reading at least twice. The report explores if journalists and news organisations should play a more prominent role on these networks and provide more credible information. Some media organisations have already ventured into this arena. The Guardian, for example, produces the fake or for real segment on Instagram, where a young journalist goes over the week's claims using the platform's quiz feature. Irish journalist Richard Chambers also uses TikTok to update followers on the main political and news agenda of the day. I want to highlight one specific question asked in this study, namely, when using mobile video social networks, Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok to explore news, what sources do you go to first? Respondents were given the following options. Mainstream media outlets, mainstream journalists, smaller or alternative news sources, politicians, political activists, ordinary people, internet personalities, other, none of these. Across all three social apps, internet personalities were dominant at 36% on Instagram, 37% on Snapchat, and 40% on TikTok. The ever-eroding position of traditional news media must be a red flag for public sector marketing pros and senior leadership, and act as a stark reminder that traditional PR tactics must evolve along with your own digital influence as an organisation and the teams within them. Your social influence is expected by the public. What happens if a tweet causes a social media storm and hours pass before you are alerted? What happens if your social share of voice on a critical issue is losing ground faster than you can say digital transformation? Well, quite simply, if you are ignoring the speed of digital conversations, you will be chasing the crisis on the back foot. There is no room for the argument social media is not relevant for our organisation. The time for that excuse has long since passed. Transformation takes time, costs money and requires buy-in from everyone affected. 
Transformation only works when mindsets shift and work practices evolve. But the rewards of transformation are greater than the effort. Trust me, I've seen it in action with my clients. When embarking on a new path, the day-to-day operations won't stop. And so it can be challenging to find the time, mental bandwidth and even tenacity to keep the wheels of change in motion. But if you are not evolving your communications function to match the speed of digital change, you are slipping backwards to what will feel like snail mail. The vastness of the communications manager's remit today is daunting. In fact, there are roles in this discipline that didn't exist even two years ago. And I predict additional positions will soon be created. But the team that you have right now is probably made up of instinctive communicators and experienced marketers who can intuit the needs of your government department, public sector agency, law enforcement agency or political party. So let's not fire the team. Your team will be the driving force, the shoulders to the wheel, the heart and soul of transformation. The first task is to empower them to be the change you want to see in your organisation. The second task is to scale digital communications organisation-wide. Responding to the communication cycle in a post-pandemic world. The new cycle is no longer controlled by top-of-the-hour bulletins or print deadlines. Always-on media is being driven by the smartphone revolution and the incessant desire for right-now information satisfaction. The insatiable attraction of drawing a huge audience means that we have lost sense of tracking real individuals while ensuring we are having meaningful conversations. The combined challenge of serving a 24-7 media and public requires a communication service with shared objectives. The tactics involved in digital public relations are relatively similar to those of traditional PR. For example, building relationships and securing placements. Digital PR, however, has the added benefit of impacting SEO, search engine optimization, and link building across the web. These measurable digital tactics provide tangible results and insights. Another key differentiator of digital PR is the ability to build connections with bloggers and influencers who are key players in the digital space. When you set out on your transformation journey and endeavour to restructure your communications team and introduce new systems, you will need a plan. Very often, most of what you need exists, but it is about taking the time to do it right and bringing the right people with you. Organisations that don't embrace change face being outmaneuvered by their digital savvy public sector peers. Even worse, leaders with digital snobbery who think they don't need to incorporate digital storytelling into their campaigns, for example, will hurt their organisations beyond repair. Take a moment to consider how you should approach revitalising your traditional communications department into an agile, proactive and socially responsive team. In the rest of this chapter, I will map out the actions to enable transformation. Suffice to say, you should customise the detail of each step to suit your own organisation. 
Scaling Knowledge by Building an Internal Digital Skills Academy. The very first step of your digital transformation journey is to audit the skill sets available within your marketing and PR departments. It is likely that you already have social media managers, a website manager, and digital content creators who operate in isolation or alongside traditional marketing, press, media, and internal communications roles. Let's face it, all of these roles are communications roles, and you might argue with me as to why I separate them. In my experience, many public sector bodies still divide old and new media, while others have hired a social media manager and layered that over a traditional communications position. Before we delve into structure and work practices, you need to identify the current skill sets within your department or organisation. I have developed the following model for public sector organisations in order to scale knowledge internally and deliver truly digital-first communications. The Digital Skills Academy Model Digital Skills Audit Undertake a digital skills audit amongst all communications staff to establish the level of knowledge and expertise in-house. Digital Skills Quiz While you're undertaking the digital skills audit, it is important to identify the depth of knowledge of certain digital marketing disciplines within your team. As part of the audit, develop a digital skills quiz, which will assess their current knowledge against best practice and give them an industry score from 1 to 100. You can use the glossary of terms in the PDF accompanying this audiobook as a starting point to develop a quiz that tests existing knowledge. Identify champions. In true workshop style, identify digital transformation champions who are first with ideas, first to accept new ways of working, and who always show enthusiasm. Peer-to-peer -peer learning. Develop a model of peer-to-peer -peer learning in-house to help scale knowledge within the organisation as you realise and reinforce that digital is everyone's responsibility. For example, the champions you identified in the previous step can be partnered with colleagues who are lacking digital skills. In-house events. Digital marketing and social media seminars conferences or boot camps twice a year will ensure that the digital agenda is prioritised within the organisation. Masterminds for senior executives. To scale digital transformation across the organisation, it is beneficial for senior leaders to engage in an immersive mastermind experience with like-minded peers from other public sector and government organisations so that they can lead out on the change agenda. Regular meetings. Holding regular social media, digital transformation and editorial meetings will ensure that everyone involved in a project understands the role of digital. It is also important that digital is not simply pushed onto a digital manager and glossed over in meetings. Learning materials. Within the Digital Skills Academy, there should be updated and live policies, procedures, tutorial videos and templates that staff members can easily access on the job and remotely, possibly in the cloud.
Recognition of learning. To digital proof your organization, take ongoing continuing professional development accredited training. I license my Digital Skills Academy to public sector clients, allowing them to scale at speed because they do not have to develop the learning management systems or expert content. When CPD modules are completed by staff members, senior management should recognize this professional learning in some way, and the training should be considered in regard to future promotional opportunities. Setting shared key performance indicators. When you are certain of the skills gap and how to fill them, you need to set shared KPIs for your communications department. Many departments within public sector organisations work independently of each other. This means that each department has its own KPIs. And while every element of work has a communications remit, the measurement of results does not always include a full cross-departmental report. Here are some examples of individual team KPIs. Press teams provide press release output, media monitoring results, and advertising value equivalent metrics. Internal communications teams provide updates on staff engagement, intranet statistics, and internal cluster metrics. Social media teams provide reach, engagement, and channel growth reports. Marketing teams provide campaign analysis and traditional advertising data. Website managers provide analytics based on user sessions, most searched terms, most visited pages, time on site, bounce rate, goals and conversions. This structure of individual and fragmented reporting no longer cuts it. It does not join up the digital dots in a world where clicks, shares, likes, comments, opens and downloads reflect the actions of possibly one person. But yet, many organisations regard these top-level metrics as success. The question is, do we really know what each KPI means? Can we identify individual citizens amidst a myriad of seemingly random clicks? Shared KPIs will ensure that the core objectives of the organisation are prioritised, while also serving the public in the world of fast-moving digital communications. For example, one key objective for a police force over a 12-month period may be to build up trust among the public after a series of internal crises that dominated media headlines during the previous quarter. The communications department makes a structured and sustained effort to engage in digital storytelling, supported by traditional PR and marketing activities. Here are the activities and associated KPIs that might apply to this entire project. Public relations. Positive media mentions and interviews, radio, TV, print, online, and trust marketing PR output. Marketing. Trust marketing campaign output and specific results. Website. Site keyword search analysis. Social media. Cross-channel sentiment analysis. Digital PR. Backlinks to community pages and increased traffic. 
Email marketing. Sign-ups to new community e-sign. Internal communications. Engaging officers nationwide to provide anecdotal evidence and case studies of on-the-ground citizen engagement with priorities pursued and achieved. Citizen survey. Results of public trust research. In order to assess the impact of this combined traditional and digital marketing outreach, the Police Forces Communications team needs to set shared KPIs for success within a set timeframe. Considering the strengths of your internal communications team. You must review your internal communications structure across all communications disciplines. Do they meet only when they need to? Do they have defined and shared KPIs? Do they delegate amongst heads of department? How is work prioritised? And who has the power to decide what is done and when? If there is internal strife around tasks and projects, this will filter out and negatively impact your external communications. Streamlined communications amongst heads of department is vital, along with a shared understanding of each other's work and team dynamic. In reforming your communications function, you will need to identify synergies, fragmented work practices and opportunities for efficiencies. Assessing roles and titles. Many job descriptions are out of date. They simply do not take into account digital communications tasks, whether or not these tasks are being done. Here is a list of job functions that you would expect to find in an agile digital communications department. The size of the department or organization will dictate the scale of the skills you have. Of course, some of these tasks may be done by more than one person or outsourced to digital agencies. And these divisions of labor should be taken into account. Social media manager, Facebook account manager, Twitter account manager, Instagram account manager, TikTok account manager, YouTube account manager, LinkedIn account manager, Snapchat account manager, Pinterest account manager, community manager, digital content creator, copywriter, digital content editor, keyword and competitor researcher, analytics manager, email marketer, social listening manager, social media crisis manager, digital designer, web social email, video editor, video producer, blogger, social news reporter, funnel manager, CRM manager, social customer service team, web customer service team, search engine optimization manager, search advertising manager, social media advertising manager, digital PR manager, chatbot developer, user experience designer, user interface designer, website manager, digital governance manager, data protection officer. Rolling out your next public sector campaign. There are several factors to consider before rolling out a digital communications campaign. 
These include workflows. When job descriptions are updated and digital communications roles are divided amongst your team, existing and or new, it is time to assess new workflows. Very often I see overlap or worse, gaps in digital communications when people step back from seemingly mundane tasks. It must be noted that the smallest of digital tasks is usually very important. Take, for example, tagging your blog posts on your website. It seems not so important, but post tags are used for granular classifications. Think of them like a book's index. Tags should help visitors find information that your blog often covers. In order to understand the remit of all team members, it is useful to start a project or campaign that involves everyone with a communications role. This project can be your benchmark to test your workflows and can help demonstrate how multiple communications functions are required to deliver a successful public sector marketing campaign. Work plans. Within your team, determine how long it will take to roll out a public sector campaign and then break down the tasks by hours or days. I have created a sample workflow based on a 37-hour working week of a public sector marketing pro who will have other tasks to complete along with these. For example, reporting will take two hours, content creation will take eight hours, content calendar design will take one hour. To view the full sample weekly work plan, see the PDF accompanying this audiobook. Budget. Transformation requires long-term investment. Since digital is always evolving, a rolling investment, not a defined budget, is required. Bear in mind that remaining stagnant will cost more in the medium to long term. Content. New skills and work practices are needed to meet the content demands of search and social. Chapter 5 outlines the recent and ongoing transformation of content. Software. Software as a service and technology will support the evolution of digital communications and create efficiencies as machine learning completes tasks much more quickly and accurately than humans. Digital transformation is happening across all facets of public life. It is not a case of if we embrace digital transformation in the public sector, Conversations should be happening now around what steps do we need to take to be digitally robust. Public sector communications is now firmly in the hands of the public as their voices influences the media, politicians and of course each other. The days of using the media as a buffer are over. Citizen journalists, whether we like it or not, are power brokers in the digital age. They are influencers of public policy and media narrative. At a time when trust in our institutions is higher than in recent years due to the pandemic and the reliance on our government and public sector agencies to inform, 
support, legislate and empower citizens, there is a real opportunity to narrow the public trust gap further. Our lives are changing quickly and so are the ways we communicate with each other. Old ways of engaging with the public are becoming increasingly out of date. This became evident over the past two years. But is the public sector able to scale and automate? And more importantly, is it willing to? That's the biggest challenge facing your organisation today. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. I really hope you enjoyed the sneak peek of the audiobook for Public Sector Marketing Pro, the second edition. As always, I'd really love your feedback and it is coming out soon on Audible and other audio platforms. If you want to get your hands on the print copy, be sure to go to Amazon. If you want to put into practice what I teach in my books, then you can always work with us. We can become an extension of your team and deliver great digital communications for you, or we can teach you how to do it. We also write strategy. So whatever your public sector marketing or comms need, we can help you. We even have a host of free resources on our website, publicsectormarketingpros.com. But that's it for this week. Next week, I am taking you behind the scenes of the fourth Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit, and I'll share all the highlights with you. But for now, bye and have a great week. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. 